Question number one. Rich, uh, if we have more bad times than good, how much should we share on social media? If we have more bad times than good, how much should we share on social media? Mm. Uh, Thank you for that. And that's a hard question. And I think I would want to stop short of giving you a prescriptive rule. Um, I would say this. um, It's uh, easy for us to uh, use social media as the, not as the means to relationship, but as the substitute. And I would say as an absolute prescriptive rule <laughs> um, that if you have more hard times than bad, uh, more, hard, more hard times than good in your life, which at times all of us do, I would want you to very much be sharing that with real people in real relationship, in real connection. Absolutely. So that's the kind of non-negotiable um, need of every human being that in what we're going through is we do share it uh, and we do that uh, in uh, relationship with real people. Um, I'll give you a little kind of hint from what I'm doing uh, on social media and I'm trying to grow in this. But what I try and do is whenever I share something that's kind of um, a, an obvious good thing, um, I try and do it in just a bit of a self-aware way. So if I have an answer to prayer... Um, and my week's been rubbish in the week before that, I say, do you know what? Despite having a bit of a wobbly week, I've had an answer to prayer. Isn't that wonderful? And I share something with a, a sense of balance and seek to share it with a sense of balance and a little bit of honesty. But the main thing I do is I speak to uh, Ruth or Jonathan or Andy and talk about my actual life. Um, so I'm not going to give you a prescriptive rule on, you know, should you be putting loads and loads of mess on Facebook? I, I think I think that's fine to do, to put some stuff on Facebook that's not happy. And uh, I think that's that's absolutely right. If you've got something going on, if, if someone's, um, if you need prayer for something, I think that's that's right, isn't it? Because it's a village notice board. And, and if they're people that you know and you want to share that, I think that's fine. I don't think that's unhealthy. I think doing that only would be unhealthy. And I think also we have to watch our motivations. Sometimes in the name of being real, I can, and I do this all the time, I can go, I'm terrible and I'm a mess and I'm terrible and I'm a mess and I'm terrible and I'm a mess. And everyone goes, why, well, so authentic. That's wonderful. And actually it's a route to um, kind of feel like I'm not a mess because at least I'm real. Um, and yay, I haven't got anything sorted, but I'm real. Look at me. And, and we just need to be careful with our motivations there. But um, I, I'm often encouraged when I see someone sharing something a bit difficult on social media because I think it's such a blanket platform for, for shiny positivity. And uh, who is it in the panel who said, maybe just real life's not like that. I think there is something to be said for maybe sharing some of the more real bits. Um, last thing to say on that, um, I think the best way to do that is not blanket with everyone, but deep with some people. And so when there's real difficulty going on with me, I go deep with some people. We don't need deep relationships with everyone, actually. And I go deep with Ruth. I go deep with Jonathan because he's my boss. And I go deep with Andy because he's my friend. And um, I think that's, that's healthy. Oh, that's where I am for now. Yeah. Okay, the, the questions are coming thick and fast. Mm. Um, but this could be a trap. Uh, and you could model uh, how not to put things out there. But uh, here we go. 
have you ever posted something and then really regretted it? If so, what? Oh. <laughs> wow. No, I regret wow. it. I've learned the lesson, so I'm not going to tell you. you. You could go there. It sounds to me like the person asking the question has a post in mind that I should regret. And you can come and tell me about it. Uh, yes, I post things that I regret because I very much um, think that social media is designed to make us quick and thoughtless. So most things I do quick and thoughtlessly, I regret. Um, so, yeah. So I'd say yes. Um, I once tweeted a very theologically correct pushback to someone, which was very accurate, and I felt very proud of it. And it totally crushed them. And I should have given them a ring uh, or left it. And I uh, went really hard and really technically right but cruel and nearly got fired, not from this job, my previous job, um, because of the fallout from that. And so I think it does push us to quick and thoughtless and look at me. And real relationships are slow and measured and I care about you. Um, so yes. And so to, to turn it into a positive, yes. maybe, if you have put something out there and say, oh no, I regret mm. that. Mm. Quick piece of advice, what to do if it's out there? Yeah. I'll give you a bit, of, bit of practical <laughs> advice. <laughs> Top right button, little arrow, delete. No. I, I, I want to just, as we carry on, I want to just guard us from something, which I think pastorally is really dangerous, which is that now, after hearing this, we, A, become very self, oh no, what do they think of how I, much I think about myself? And we just tie ourselves up in that. And also, we can become really, phew, Rich Pitt needs to sort his Instagram feed out. Um, so I'd want to encourage us to, Remember that Jesus knows us and loves us, and we can take our time with this and not panic. Um, but if there is things we need to change, we can start taking those steps, and that's great. But I'd concentrate on your own, not on those next to you. Take the log out of your own eye, Rich, if you're going to do a talk on social media, right? Yeah. Um, this may be linked with putting something out there that you regret, I don't know. But uh, what are your thoughts on sharing political views on social media? You talked about a theological view. Uh, maybe it spills over into the political as well. Any thoughts? Yep. Uh, if it's a place where we're meant to connect with real people, a deep part of a lot of us is our political opinions. I think, great. I think it's a brilliant platform for that. I think uh, revolutions have happened because of Facebook. I think it's a great social tool for sharing ideas. And we should do that. Um, I've got to say the best place to share political views is at the pub with a pint and or on a sofa with a glass of wine um, where you can hear each other's tone of voice and nuance and stuff like that. Um, so I, I, I'd not want to see it as how I'm going to change the world is write aggressive Facebook stuff. Um, I don't think that's potentially going to change the world, maybe. Um, but talking to people... Uh, about our views is really important. So yeah, I would share um, some of the stuff that I would believe to be really passionate about. Um, I wouldn't go, if you don't vote like me, you're a nutter. Um, but I would, I think, yeah, if it's part of us, I think that's fine. And then final question that has come in, and then we're done. I can see the benefit of social media, but I'm not on it. I can't see where I would find time in a busy life to use it. When do you find time? Mm. <laughs> that is a very personal uh, this question. This is not your boss asking. <laughs> um, so rich. So, so, what, so the question is about me. 
not about them. Well, uh, it could be when does one find time, yep. but it, it did say when do you find yep. time. Um, so when I'm not aware of my loved state in the gospel by God the Father and God the Son and God the Spirit who totally love me and I don't need to perform for them. When I forget that, um, I find time for social media all over the place. Um, uh, I won't say that I find time when I'm on the loo because that would be awkward to say in church, so I won't say that. Um, uh, and I, I find it uh, when I'm sitting at home and that we're not doing anything and I don't have a social uh, a smartphone but I have an iPad and I'm on the iPad and I look at it and you know I think when I'm not thinking it through I find time all over the place I find time at my desk I, I find time on a Sunday morning no 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 I don't no I don't just before and after um so when I'm when I'm not thinking it through and I'm not rejoicing in my love state in the gospel, I chase it all the time because I chase connection because I'm made for connection. You can't fight how you're made. You're made for connection. <laughs> so if I forget where I'm really connected, I find time all over the place for it. And when I'm more thought through, I perhaps go on at a certain time of the day and try not to go on at other points. And yeah, I, I don't need to bore you with my own personal struggles. But um, I think the key is to go first to God I'm loved by God. And then the village notice board is actually quite an entertaining place to be. And I, actually, I, I don't feel guilty about being on the, looking at the village notice board. I don't think I need to. I think I would need to feel guilty and silly if that was the only thing I ever did and they're the only way I ever connected to human beings. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, maybe I'm feeling a little bit challenged by this question. But um, when I remember the gospel, uh, that's when I'm um, more take it or leave it with social media and when I forget the gospel that's when I'm addicted to it. Some professions require mask wearing uh, or at least upholding a facade in order to be successful such as service-based roles or elite sports people. Um, can this be done in a healthy way or what advice can you give to those people whose jobs demand of them a lack of authenticity? So uh, some professions seem to require mask wearing or kind of keeping behind a facade in order to be successful. For example, service-based roles, elite sports people. Can this be done in a healthy way? Or what advice can you give to these people whose jobs demand of them a lack of authenticity? What a question. Very good. Um, I think that that's probably, it sounds like you would know more about that than me from experience. I, I think that sounds like it's true and that that would be the case. I think that the advice that I would tentatively give to professional sportsmen, um, which as you can see would not, <laughs> would not be much, um, would be that we don't have to be unmasked and real with everyone. And you might sound like, that's heresy, we must. Uh, I don't know if that's possible that the phrase deep relationship uh, means it's probably a relative term, isn't it? In terms of, am I in a deep relationship? Well, well, which one is deeper than the others? Um, and so my, my relationship with my wife is deeper than lots of relationships I have. My relationship with one of my friends, Andy, is deeper. Um, and I think to have a deep relationship, really what we mean is uh, some must be deeper than others. And so I would advise the sportsmen or other professions that 
uh, you don't have to feel a pressure from Jesus that you're a massive hypocrite if you um, stay professional and keep doing your job even when you, you're feeling uh, really messy on the inside. But I would say it's important for you to have some people you can go to and be real. Be that in your job. So my wife is a, is a doctor and she has uh, kind of an official person who she's allowed to go to and go, blah, 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 blah. And they go, okay, it's fine. And then, you know, carry on with the ward round or whatever. But if she was to do that with all of her patients there, uh, it probably probably a moment where there's a higher calling. You know, I said that just bringing it all out, that's not the highest calling. Probably there the higher calling is love for one's patient. And yet to do that sustainably, you would need to be real somewhere. So I think it's not splurging everything with everyone, but it's... It's probably splurging everything with some people, I think. There's another question here, which I think inadvertently you may just have answered. Um, But uh, do we or should we aim to have deep relationships with everyone? Mm. I think you've touched on that. Mm. Uh, If no, um, which I think is what you're saying, um, where is the line between being authentic with people and being open. So you've Mm. you've kind of touched on the line. Anything more just in terms of clarity on that line? Or do you feel you've said it all? No, no, no. I'm happy to to say something else. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, being deep with everyone, being deep as we can be with everyone, is just just tiring for them and you. And you've got a lot of people to do that with. so I think uh, you have your, 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 your people, and if you don't have those people, and I, I've at various points in my life not had those people, and you kind of start where you are and do what you can with those who you can. And so it might not be that you jump right into the deep end and go, here I am, um, but you kind of test the water with someone or join a smaller group, a smaller context or whatever. And so, yeah, if you don't have those people, I think those are some ways towards it, not with everyone, but with some people. I think the line between, uh, what's the phrase, line between authenticity and the line between being open and... Authentic with people and being open. Yeah. So that was the same thing. So um, (laughs) I think that uh, love love for the person is a higher calling on all of us. Actually, primarily, we're to live for others and for, I would believe, for God. And so they're higher callings in any moment, I think. And so if me going with all my stuff is going to be an an unkind or an out-of-context or a bewildering thing, probably that's not the best context. Um, I think, yeah, it's, it's being loving to the other person. And so what I would do is I'd love to have a chat, any chance of a coffee at some point, um, and actually it's quite serious, so I'd really love that in the next couple of days if you really need to do it. Um, there are moments where I've just walked into your office and gone, talk to me now about this, and you've been very kind. Uh, I think in general, send a text ahead of time probably helps. Yeah. Okay, uh, do you think uh, we have... Uh, just being real. Um, <laughs> Shame. <laughs> Uh, we, we have probably five questions. Mm. Uh, there may even be more coming in. Mm. Uh, probably five minutes. So quick fire Q&A. No, 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 no. Just Good, saying it honest. as it is. Yep, yeah, yeah. Great. Um, or, or we could just do kind of quality over quantity, but I'll let you be the judge of that. Uh, do you think that social media prevents us from having deep relationships because it just presents a certain 
um, value and not the reality. Uh, not necessarily deep relationships with each other, but also within ourselves. So um, I think you've talked a little bit around this. Mm. Um, social media, do you think, actually prevents us from having deep relationships, mm. both with others, but also a degree with ourselves as well? Not necessarily, but it might, if we're being really quick fire. If we've got okay, a bit more time, um, not necessarily. The village notice board is not an evil weapon being forged against you. It's a good gift to use appropriately. And so social media needn't be something that causes uh, automatically negative relationships or shallowness or whatever. But I think it probably tends to push us down that route and we've got to go against the flow to, 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 to fight that. And um, yeah, I think it doesn't necessarily have to do that. In terms of... In terms of relationships within oneself, I think the thing that social media tapped into, um, that it kind of saw, oh, we love this, so let's make a website about it, it also now works the other way, that now Facebook slightly forms us, and you find yourself looking at life going, that'd be a great picture, and you think, hang on a second, that's just a, that's just a good tree in, in and of itself, like, um, and Facebook can actually somehow form us, and it becomes a bit of a cycle, and I think that one of the things that it does is it makes us even view ourselves by the projection. And we, we somehow set up a two-tieredness in ourselves that we, we, I must, for my own sense of well-being, let alone if anyone sees it, I must be a bit more interesting because look at everyone else. And I think that's really damaging for our mental well-being. And I think being at peace with who we actually are is much better. And that comes from being known from being loved, not watching everyone else's highlights reel. Now, now, maybe slightly connected to that, you've talked about what we project. Um, sometimes at church, we can project only our godliness and hide our sins. Yeah. How and when should we be authentic about our sinfulness yes. without seeming to normalize or condone yes. sin? Whoever wrote that text, good text. Um, that's the question, isn't it? So I once suggested, ironically, on Facebook uh, a few years ago, what we should have is not testimony slots. We should have weakness boasting slots where we get up and go, I failed at this a hundred times this week. But round of applause, sit down. And, and because we should be boasting in our weakness, shouldn't we? And, and I think we must be boasting in our weakness. But I don't think what that means is in a sort of drawing affection to ourselves by how authentic we are, Look at me, I'm so sherry. That's really lovely. Um, that actually we sometimes can deflect the attention from God and onto ourselves and conversely glory in the strength of our authenticity, which is probably the ugliest form of boasting of all, isn't it? When we think we're being humble. And so I think in terms of confessing sin, regularly with God, regularly with the Lord, confess your sins to God regularly. That is so necessary and essential and healthy. And then I think pretty frequently with some people. Um, and so I, I don't believe that you all need to know everything I do and everything I struggle with and everything I fail. But I do believe that someone needs to know pretty much everything I struggle with so they can talk to me about it. Now, I, I, you've got to pick your person and um, they're going to not get it perfectly right either. But I don't feel the need to share all of my sin with all of you. 
but I do believe that pretty regularly I want to be confessing sin to someone. Um, and that's just beautiful, isn't it? When you hear uh, pro- proclamations of love for the cross and what God has done for us in a room like this on a Sunday morning, please don't buy the lie that that's coming out of a glorious sin-free week for anyone. All of us, all of us, isn't it? As sinners. And yet the cross, and when you hear people going for it, it so lifts you up. And I don't need to go, I'm in on that too because I struggled with this this week. You just go, in your heart, you go, oh, brilliant, forgiven, wonderful. Um, yeah. So I think it's with one or two people and maybe your student life group, whatever it is, is a good context for doing some of that. Yeah. Now, the flip side of that question, um, and again, if you feel, no, actually that answer stands for that, we can move on. Uh, but as Christians, our social media profiles can demonstrate to the world how differently we lead our lives. How best can we positively point people to what we believe without being provocative nor appearing perfect and holy online? Mm. So linked to the last one. Yeah. Any further thoughts on how to deal with actually putting out there the good stuff yeah. to show that there's a difference? Yeah, these guys are such good questions, man. Uh, I, I don't really know and I want to know. And it feels like if I put, you know, great time at church, really loved my fellowship with my brothers and sisters, and, and, and because I'm wanting to speak well of my church, and maybe someone might want to come, and, and, but that does also sound a bit annoying, doesn't it? And it's like, I don't know how to do this well. And um, I, think, I think it's the primacy of face-to-face, and I'm all for, you know, I'm sure there are great ministries that people are doing of that are changing the world for Jesus online. I'm sure you can do that, and I'm sure you can share videos, and, and, and that's all really good. You heard me say that? That's all really good. However, primarily, I believe that the gospel spreads through friendships and face-to-face experiences and community interaction, and so, yeah, my, where I'm at at the minute is, I know, good question, not a clue, primarily I want to let my light shine before my friends face-to-face and in real relationship. Um, And maybe as a supplement, there's the village green notice board sticking something up that glorifies God. I don't really know how that looks, but I think a lot of you are doing that really well. And I sort of sit there and think, yeah, that's good. They're so amazing and perfect and getting it right. I'm just, yeah, they're so authentic and yet godly. Carry on. Hello. We're... But there are two questions, probably only time for one. Um, no, we're, good. we're doing all right, aren't we? We can do two. Yeah. Okay. On, we'll be quick, we'll be quick. People, people are in it. Uh, no one's ever listening. Okay. They're listening the, to us. Come on, okay. it's great. For those, uh, for those with a family, how do you balance sharing about your partner and or your children as part of your life whilst respecting their privacy, yeah. both before they're aware of privacy mm. and once they are? Yes, very good question. Um, that was the one I was going to leave and yeah. say coming to, to, to Rich later. But <laughs> yeah. You asked um, yeah, I think honor, honor is a huge thing in the Christian life, honoring one another. And so it, it, I don't think I'm, it's not my job to be authentic about the weaknesses of my family in terms of individual people uh, publicly. That's not my job. My, my job is to honor my family and hold them up and go I want them to be all they could be and so uh, in conversation and uh, in illustrations in talks and on social media I want to honor them it doesn't mean 
that I can't say a silly little story or a silly little thing that happens. And, you know, but I, I think it's honoring our families. And so if you're putting something up or if I'm putting something up, please come and tell me that you think would be dishonoring or, or um, shaming to my family or yours. I think we need to really think about that. Probably the simplest thing is to ask the family member. Uh, and now I'm thinking about my daughter who can't talk and I put silly pictures up of her, but normally they're really cute, which means I'm bad for not being authentic because she's not cute all the time, but at least I'm not dishonoring her. So it's all a journey, isn't it? I don't know. We should have stopped. Last question. Uh, well, since saying this would be the last one, they're still coming in, but I, I, <laughs> Rich will hang on for a little while. Uh, so, so come with any further questions for him. I'll, but I'll whack it on my Instagram story, guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> last question for today. Uh, so, all this being said, how do we live in awareness of God's love? Mm. I think it's a struggle, especially when it's so easy to be attached to the world. Yeah. How do we, through all of this, mm. keep living in awareness of God's love? Yeah, because that's remember that's the key. When you're aware of that love, you don't chase the likes, and you can use the village notice board for what it was meant to be. So, how do we do that? Quick ideas one be in a local church when you love it when you hate it when you resent it when it's got bad breath when it's sweaty and smelly and you think i could do better on my own be in a local church because that fuels your love for god more than anything you put a load of burning coals together they roar with heat you stick one on their own it goes cold be in a local church i think is key um, another thing that might be helpful for some of us is to get pretty strict on our social media times. So when are we doing it? Are we doing it kind of, pardon me, are we doing it, gen that wasn't that, um, are we doing it generally all the time? Are we, always, are we basically always on social media or do we check in and look at the notice board every now and again? And I think it might be helpful in order to in turn the volume up on the sound desk of God's love it might be helpful sometimes to, to grab social media and just pull it back a bit for every now and again and just get that mix a little bit, maybe not even forever, but just do a little bit of a detox from social media. And if the idea of me saying to you, do a social media detox for a day or a day a week or a month a year or every time you're at the dinner table is horrific to you and you can't think about it, you need to do that. <laughs> okay? And I realized this over Christmas. Someone said to me, turn off all your social media. And I went, I don't need to. And he went, well, okay, prove it. And then I was like, oh, no, but the affirmation. Oh. So I think it, it, be in a local church and get yourself in God's love, and that fuels it. And there's stuff you can do every day that helps that, but we can talk about that after. And then maybe some of us need to just get the balance right by dimming down social media for a season just to help us get more healthy in how we use it.